We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is not here because we are not in studio. We don't even have a studio to begin with, but we're not in one. And regardless, we're outdoors, but not with Abe, as I've made very clear. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I normally discuss new movies weekly. However, I'd like to have these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different. And this is something completely different. This is a special bonus episode because not only are my guests who I'll introduce in just a second uh, outdoors recording this bonus show. Well, that's it. That is what makes it special. We are outdoors recording this bonus show. I am here with shorts programmer for the Newport Beach Film Festival and writer for Right to Recite. She's not on <laughs> Baker Street. She's right here with me. It's the lovely Anna Bosch. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. So we're recording outdoors in a park. Yes. It's beautiful out here. It it's is, really nice today. It is really nice out here. And this was a pretty convenient way to record an episode talking about Enola Holmes, the new Netflix release. Um, Which is primarily outdoors. It is right? set largely outdoors, yes. <laughs> so it kind of goes together. For sure. Oh, and this is a, you said bonus? It's a bonus. So it's a bonus. Exactly. <laughs> but it is a bonus show. We'll be talking Enola Holmes. And that's really what's planned for this evening. But I'll ask first, Anna, how are you doing this evening? Like I was saying, I'm doing well. It's nice outside. It really is. And I'm happy to be hanging out with you as much as we can. It's, no, it's, a, what, the first week of fall already? You know I like fall, so it's it's just exciting. I know you're excited for fall. <laughs> I know it's your favorite season. It's sweater weather. <laughs> well, speaking of sweater weather, let's get to it. Let's talk about the movie. Enola Holmes. Now, where to begin? My mother named me Enola, which backwards spells alone. And yet, we were always together. And it was wonderful. She was my whole world. Which leads me on to the second thing you need to know. A week ago, I awoke. Mother? To find that my mother was missing. And she did not return. I'm presently on the way to collect my brothers, Mycroft and Sherlock. Yes, Sherlock Holmes, the famous detective, my genius brother. He will have all the answers. Enola. Where's your hat and your gloves? Well, I have a hat. Just makes my head itch. And I have no gloves. My God. That should have been some of the trailer for Enola Holmes. This is a new film released onto Netflix. It was originally going to go to theaters before things obviously changed and Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures made a deal to have this film be released on the streaming service. It stars Millie Bobby Brown as Enola Holmes based on the series of books by Nancy Springer, who's obviously inspired by a what-if scenario. Sherlock Holmes had a younger sister. what else? Henry Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes. Sam Cafflin plays Mycroft Holmes. And Helena Bonham Carter is their mother, Eurydia. Uh, the film is directed by Harry Bradbeard and screenplays by Jack Thorne. With all of that in mind, uh, I liked this movie. I thought it was quite fun. I think it did the job as far as telling a solid kind of mystery that's geared more towards a younger audience or just a broad audience in general. Um, while still having not necessarily edge but sort of a a kind of a stylistic appeal that isn't entirely like the guy Ritchie sherlock holmes films or downey in uh, in law but still has enough going on to make it work more cinematic you can i can you can see this being on a big screen compared to other netflix movies that kind of just go straight to netflix and you don't really see them necessarily being like oh yeah i should have saw that the big screen where this one does feel like there's enough scale taking place to work as a kind of 
potential blockbuster, whatever you want to call it, were things to be different. Um, but no, I mean, the movie as a whole, I think it's fun. I think the central mystery, it's, it's not the most, like, intriguing as far as the story goes, but it's, it, keeps the thing, it keeps the thing moving. And as far as, like, a vehicle for Millie Bobby Brown goes, I think she does a good job. She has this kind of eccentric quality that fits in with um, <laughs> the other Holmeses that we get here. And good cast. Uh, you, you got Superman and you got Sam Claflin and Helena Bonham Carter all playing like the various Holmes people. I, I think it all works out. And um, no, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot to like about the film, I think, as far as a kind of generally entertaining uh, feature film focused on a different side of the kind of the Holmes stories. But Anna, what do you think? What do you think of the movie? I also thought it was entertaining and it was enjoyable to watch and it's adventurous and I think also just continue seeing is that I think most people who are avid readers or even like movie watchers but like when it comes to writing like I remember when I was in school for writing and how they've always encouraged you like especially with fiction nonfiction writing is that you need a hook uh-huh. right you need something especially short not like maybe like three sentences and and then you're supposed to be already hooked into something uh-huh. And that's what I think about this movie with Enola Holmes, because as soon as the film starts, I think, isn't she like riding a bicycle? Yeah. And she's narrating as she's riding a bicycle. Explaining her her deal. Right. And then she falls off and like gets back up and dusts herself off. And that's like the hook for the rest of the movie. Like for me watching it, that was like, okay, this is going to be something that's fun and entertaining. And it really is. And... I like the whole, like, the sets of, like, being in the countryside with a cinematographer who's, was the cinematographer is... Giles Nutkins. And I think it's just... <laughs> it's a name. I know, you just... <laughs> the way you said it. Okay, but no, getting into, like, the cinematography portion of the film, I think he's done a really well enough job because we get that like I was saying the countryside and the greens and the flowers and it's beautiful and then we get to that like crowded looking like the city of London uh-huh. and it's dreary <laughs> which I think is a good setup with the film because it's supposed to be like that mysterious of like the Sherlock Holmes like Holmes just in general the name how it's just like mystery right sure and I it mean it calls it, it it calls it in with the the production design and everything. Well, kind of, it gives you a different dimension by introducing her and she's in the countryside versus home. So you, you kind of is synonymous of London, right? So when you, right. by the time you get there, the visuals take a turn to, yeah, more, more, like you're saying, more mysterious, more, you know, a grittier palette to say. Right. But it's still, yeah, no, there's a, no, yeah, there's a kind of a, a difference going on as she invests herself more in the world of sleuthing. Right. And I think that's really nice how it, kind of gives you this different like part of the movie because you start off in the countryside and it's nice and like I was saying beautiful and warm and sunshine and then we start learning about Enola Holmes and how her mom's gone missing and now she's bringing it upon herself that she needs to go and find her mother and so in doing so she packs up all her things and then we do eventually get into like we were just talking about like London and it's Again, it does fit into the how you mentioned the films. I can't really recall those movies just as much because I, 
I think I just watched them once, uh-huh. and I think I only watched the like. Maybe it was the very last one. I can't recall. But like that also has that gritty look, right? It's- I watched them just this week since I watched it all at home. So I was like, I guess I could put these on while I was doing some other work, and 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 they're they're quite enjoyable. They're fun movies, but yeah, there is a. It's that grit. Like for some reason, they portray London in that time period as the the grays, the darks. It wants to it wants to show you that yeah, London has a dirt to it, and with, right. with Guy Ritchie, it's very very stylized. So like, there's. Kind of like how, I guess you describe it as the, um, like in Mary Poppins, the chimney sweepers. Like that's how London, like if you just think chimney sweepers, like in my, my concept of like how I'm viewing this, Uh that's how I feel like they made the palette for London, like That's fair. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we get that, we get into the mystery that she has to go find her mom and she does these kind of like was like scrabble in a way with the letterings. Yeah. Like some anagrams anagrams, and like like word puzzles. So trying to unscrabble all of that to make understanding of where her mom went and in some parts i feel like that would have been fun to see more of because mm-hmm. i think there is a lot of talking which is what is driving the movie which is fine but if it could balance it more with a level of like more mystery more puzzles mm-hmm. because i guess i'll just ask you too then eventually when i'm so she is basically the story is her trying to find her mother but then her brothers come in right yeah um watson or what's sherlock and mycroft and mycroft we end up seeing watson later right i don't think we see watson we see we see oh there's another guy we see lestrade the uh, yeah another counterpart of sherlock yeah another key character in the homes is and so they end up coming to the countryside because they know their mother's missing and mycroft is the guardian of Enola yeah, Holmes. he becomes her guard, your legal guardian. Yeah. Right. And so with them being there, it's like, okay, we get the introduction of these two characters in because they title it Enola Holmes because it's supposed to be ideally just about, not so much about, but it's, it's calling to, well, it's her this story. is her story. Yeah. Yes. However, we do get Sherlock in there as well. And I don't know if you feel like there is not enough Sherlock or it was just enough Sherlock or even just the brothers in general. And I mean, I feel like it was fine because like I'm saying with the titling of the movie, it makes it to be her own mystery, her own story. I mean, the movies it's, I did like that. I like the amount of other Holmeses that we got because that makes sense. I think if you have too much of them, then they overshadowed the film because the Sherlock Holmes name is so, so big, big to begin with. So I mean, we even see that in the movie, right? They're like, Oh, Holmes. Like when yeah. the young, man later in the movie he's like oh like sherlock holmes so it's kind of like it's kind of just like that even nowadays people can be relatable of like having a name that's associated with something like oh you're related to that family this is such a bad it's a too much of an example but like my issue my biggest issue with terminator salvation was that that story was originally not going to be about john connor he was going to be more in the background where you had sam worthington's character whatever his name was Mm -hmm. um he was he and and the Kyle Reed, like there is supposed to be more of the figure where Sherlock for this movie, I feel like it gets what that balance should have been right. As far as it is Enola Holmes, story, she's the main character. Mm-hmm. It is, she's doing everything that's required. It's not a two hander or a three hander. And you have Sherlock there. Occasionally you have more Mycroft than Sherlock, I think in this movie. Um, and, but regardless, yeah, they're still, and let alone, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, like they're all, they're kept as side characters and they continually feel like side characters, mm-hmm. not people that are directing anything that's going on here. And I think that's important for a movie like this because the idea, 
is to give you this kind of adventure mystery with this kind of positive female character for ideally for young girls to like want to watch right. in addition to you know whoever else wants to watch a movie like this right kind of like the nancy drews and yeah like, all that kind of thing. or like even like the doll like the american doll company like yeah like i believe the books of... are like ya books to begin with and so like this... have you read any of them no i have not neither have i and i think this is an interesting spinoff to like making its own storyline because yeah. like you said like it's kind of like any anything out any outlet out there right where it's like okay they have this storyline and it's how many people complain or argue about like things being retold like this is a refreshing yeah. take on it and it like you're saying for like young girls they can just you know oh here's another positive here's role a, model that's connected to a you know larger character what have you and it's going in its own direction but it still has them involved to some degree i mean right. there's, there's a lot there i think as far as the positive value that comes from a movie like this right and that's where like sherlock being a little in the background mm -hmm. it's nice like you do see in the movie like him kind of just stepping off the side and just being impressed by her because yeah in this storyline of the story it's just like showing how he's like oh she's like how i was when i was <coughs> young like adventurous and mm -hmm. figuring out mysteries and becoming this like pi of sorts you know and you do get that like at towards the end too he just kind of has that smirk on his face like content that his little sister is kind of following his footsteps or mm -hmm. they or she inherits some traits of that nature that she's interested in the same thing he and is she's well taught by his by her mother like that was the key thing like she tried right. like you get the like you described the montage at the beginning it's all these things that her mother was teaching her playing chess shooting a bow and arrow mm -hmm. um, learning how to jujitsu yeah martial arts yes <laughs> Whereas then we get Mycroft and he's just more of like he's stuffier. He is. He's like that. I don't know, like he's, that he's, bear that's been in the closet for a while. Yeah, he's, he's cold. He's, he's a lot colder towards Sodola. And which is and he fine. Wa and he wants her to. He wants her to be a lady. That's the thing. Right. He, he wants the more traditional path for her. Yes, and which is totally fine because like I can't remember what we were watching, but we were watching like some like western, and because when there's that sequence in the with a train and they get off and he's like, "Where's your hat and where are your gloves." Mm -hmm. And there is some, I can't think of it right now, but it's like one of these Western shows and the lady comes out and she has her, she says something like she doesn't feel dressed without her hat. Uh -huh. And it's kind of like in those, I can't really speak about it, but like I feel like in those days, since I wasn't living there, that that's what it was part yeah, of. Yeah, there's, your, a, there's a certain decorum that you have. And even right. like, it's not like sure, at least this version of Sherlock is against that either. He and Mycroft both arrive with hats and gloves and everything. Yes. Like there are people that are... They've been raised a certain way in the in the kind of... And I like... I mean, I always like that. I, <laughs> I don't think... I think it's... Honestly, sometimes you end up thinking like, oh, I want to... I wish I could have lived in this time period. and it, But those time periods weren't as, you know, great either. There had some things going on. But it's just like, I think sometimes like the wardrobe or something, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that'd be nice. Well, she is, <laughs> she, I mean, as smart as she is and as capable as she is as far as the things that have taught her how to kind of deal, deal with mysteries or adventure there's still stuff to learn right and so it's not it's it's not a, a fault to have you know an older brother want their little sister to be able to you know dress the right, right. ways for various occasions it doesn't mean that it, that doesn't mean it's a way to limit her from doing other things either it's just a matter of it's hey, kind of having both worlds yeah then. like be able to dress up for society what have you and still be like um educated as her mom had brought into her with her ed like being educated mm -hmm. the way she brought her up right and so that said there are 
there are turns in the story as to why the mother is missing to begin with that emphasize more of the kind of... Are we going to go into that? I don't want to go into spoilery stuff, but there's just, there is like, there, there are relevant things to women's history that are dealt with as far as what, what Helena Bonham Carter is going through, which. And why she brought, raised her child the way she did. Yeah. Which I mean, that, that's not, we don't need to go too far into it as far as what's a spoiler, but as far as overall messages of empowerment or what have you, like it's there and it's not unclear. Just to remind the audience, we are filming, we are recording this outside and there is tennis happening right next to us. So if you hear (laughs) random shouting or whatnot, it's it's because we're in an open area and people are allowed to do whatever they want. (laughs) (laughs) And so, no, so with that, um, yes, it's really, it's just, it's fun. And so we were talking about the family, right? So, the mystery of it mm-hmm. i was also kind of touching bases about the the shuffling around clues and everything mm-hmm. and i can't recall from the movies if there's a lot more of that with sherlock because with enola we get like there's, you see her a few mm-hmm. but if there's not a lot of it like i feel like it could have been delved in a little bit more but as i was saying earlier was that you kind of have her narrating right mm-hmm. and which i think is fun of doing like the breaking of the fourth wall too. And we'll talk about that more too. And so yeah, I'll stop there with the fourth wall. But then we get into another storyline where she meets a young man on the train while she's trying to find her mom. The gentleman, I think his name is Tewksbury, is supposed to be I'm in the film. Pulling it Tewksbury? up, yeah, Tewksbury, yeah, Tewksbury. played by Louis Partridge. Yes, Lord Tewksbury. And so when she meets him, he becomes this other, like a significant character in the movie because he's another path for her. And it kind of, I don't know how you felt about it, where it's like, I think it is needed at the same time while she is trying to find her mother. And. Well, it gives the movie a couple things, I think. For one, it gives, yes, it gives more direction to the story as far as the kind of person she wants to be, because he he's basically in trouble the entire movie, which is actually a neat reversal as far as having you know, Enola Holmes is the star and you have the boy that she kind of likes is the one that's constantly in peril. Um, So there's a reverse damsel in distress thing going on there. But also, yes, I mean, he, the things that he's caught up in lead to her being able to decipher more like another, like a sub mystery basically. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, I think that also helps moves the film along cause it provides some stakes, right? Cause then we learn everything. Why, why things are happening and why there's danger. Which and I guess we won't go into that either, but he's in danger, like we were saying. So it kind of catapults her story to go in this other direction of like having to find this young boy so she can, you know, help him not get killed. Yeah. Because we do come to a scene where there's some gentleman that's following him. Yes. On the train, and she helps them escape off the train, and it gets a little violent. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about that. I mean, it's, the movies movies was rated PG thirteen for some violence. And I assume that'd be a fairly light rating, but like watching this movie, I was surprised by the the amount of action there is and the brutalness of the action. Right. And it like because that that individual, the man that yeah, Burn Gorman plays him. Uh, he's been uh, in a number of things. He? Uh, he's been using like Pacific Rim. He's like the other scientist, that like the nerdier scientist, as mm-hmm. opposed to Charlie Day's rock star scientist. He's in he's in a few things, and right. he generally plays more eccentric and less like outwardly violent characters. Right. And <laughs> like, in this film he's he's a hitman basically a hitman for <laughs> yeah. that young boy tewksbury yeah but he's trying to get tewksbury yeah. yes but since he noticed that enola holmes was with him on the train he kind of like suspicioned that yeah. she's involved with him in some way or another and so then we get to that 
we get pretty to a, scene we, of we them see a, fighting. a few fights with them, yeah, where she's using her jujitsu skills or whatnot, and he's, yes. you know, just being kind of blunt force. And, and I was surprised. I'm just like, yeah. but you know what? And they're but they're good action set piece. I like yeah. how they're shot for the most part. Like it's fun for a movie like this, which I was expecting to be, you know, pretty straightforward as far as you know a kid friendly movie. It earns its PG thirteen as much as that means, and gives you some brute, some fights for her to like get dirty with as far as you know a, a teenage girl versus an adult man in battle sequences <laughs> i mean there's a, there's a lot going on there right and it's like whether it's like totally realistic or not like it it does the job of like for the film mm-hmm. aspect of showing the 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 struggle between the two of them throughout that sequence and yeah it's pretty brutal though it's moments it's like that and like the there's like a big train based sequence that is like pretty like I guess I mean I guess I was exhilarated, but I mean it ha- it's going for that kind of quality. It's stuff like that where I'm like, yeah, this would have worked in a big screen. Like I, I could see this being like a low key hit for a for a younger audience, right? Like so with that, like it's kind of like we did see this, and like you said, it's a Netflix film. I am mm-hmm. kind of still like thinking about it, where it's like, how would this played in the movie theater versus it being like a six episode series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's like, can it be one of those things where it can be both? Can it be, a f- like, a series of films and then also have spinoffs of a series? I mean, given the nature of the kind of story it's telling, I, I, I mean, I I get what you're saying, and I, I hear that a lot as far as this could have been just been, like, an episodic series or what have you. It's like, that's fine, but, I, like, why not make a movie out of this? I, mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, and the way the movie's built like it easily sets up further adventures of Enola Holmes I mean I mean there's, plenty, there's, more, there's books. more books for one thing but also just the way it ends you're like yeah I'd watch another one of these like mm-hmm. on the and not necessarily like on a weekly basis on like a, yeah two years later there's another movie sure or whatever like yeah that's that sounds good to me so you feel like it's it's would be better represented as film than a series I think most things are it's... better represented as film than series <laughs> that's uh, a silly question <laughs> no, no, no not necessarily no I mean there's I uh, there are there are things that work as series for someone no, who watches no movies like you hey, but, I mean, I've watched plenty of TV I mean I, I'm just saying like as far as you know only these things deserve movies and these things mm-hmm. don't I don't I don't necessarily see it that way I, I'm happy seeing like yeah make move, move, more, make more movies like this and sure. I think that's where maybe my thought process is too is like I kind of wish I would have been able to seen it either a with, like, with you on a bigger screen because sure. your TV's bigger than mine <laughs> um, instead of me like watching it on my iPhone you know uh-huh. and why you like propped it up for me to see but I think it probably would have of course as most things may be like it could just have played better then and i could then think of like oh yeah this definitely would be better seen as films like a series of films than like a three-parter or something whereas me watching it the way i did it kind of made me into that thought process of like oh this could just definitely have been like into that episodic there's a version series. of that that I, I i understand how that could come about at but the same- i don't i would not agree wanted though okay that's fine and what I, and what, I, what i'm saying is though what i like especially about this is that for a just over two hour movie it tells a complete story like if we never saw this character again it's two hours yes yeah, two hours oh. if we never saw this version this character again at least we got like one complete story that gave us an arc as opposed it doesn't end right. it doesn't end on giant cliffhangers it doesn't end on things where it's like this will be resolved next time around it gives you that's the enola home story Still, if they made more, if you know, an Noah Holmes colon 
the curse of Mycroft's cat or something. I don't know. Like, just be, <laughs> like there's something to work with. No, I think that's true, though. Like, I think that's why I kept thinking that because of how I watched it. Mm. And, like, if we were able to have gone, if, like, none of this happened this year, like, if we were able to have seen this in the movie theater, mm-hmm. or at least, again, like, if I was just be able to see it on your, like, TV screen, like, I think I would have been like, okay, I can see this more in a direction of just films. Yeah, okay. Whereas my thought process went to, I do like this, mm-hmm. but should it be film or, like, episodes? And I'm totally in agreement. Like, I can see that, like you are saying, I can see it as that, but I probably would prefer it more as just watching it as a film. And it'd be nice if there were, like, two more films after this with the same cast. Because I'm not one where it's, like, you end up having <laughs> a whole different cast because people get older and stuff and everything. But, like, I think... It would be neat to where it's like you can just have the same cast and like this comes out like another year or so because. I mean, I think that's part of the plan with having it on Netflix, where it's easier to kind of maintain something like that because the film is it's produced by like legendary. As I said, it was going to be theatrical, so they're like mm-hmm. legendary is involved. But now you have Netflix, who they can't, especially if this movie's a hit. And currently, I believe it's number one on the Netflix charts. However much that matters, <laughs> but I mean that's a good. And like, um, what's her name, Millie Bobby? Brown, she's a, she's also a producer on the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to be one of the youngest producers out there, and I think that that's a way for her to have a certain kind of ownership over continuing this franchise along mm. especially given how we've said they're kind of uh, side characters of Sherlock and Mycroft so it's not like you have to have a huge commitment from like Henry Cavill and Sam Kent, like all these guys to make sure they like keep the whole thing going you can have her do this as long as she kind of wants to do which I imagine is kind of the idea here as we said there's more books there's more area to explore so it's right I'm not saying it's inevitable, but I won't be surprised if there's an announcement that there's another Enola Holmes coming out anytime soon. And so with that, then we'll go into the fourth wall. Again. Yeah, so there's... The- I think it's just so much... Like, I know fourth wall is kind of tricky with most people and just, like, in film in general, like, how it can be portrayed and whether it, it can... Um, what enhance is the word? Like, yeah, enhance the film the or... Exactly. And I feel like in this film... It enhances it because Millie Bobby Brown as Enola Holmes, like she's very comedic and it's funny. Like even that scene when she goes to Tewksbury's mansion Mm -hmm. and, you know, she's in disguised as she most can be. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So and does that peering to the side and goes tis I like it's funny or like little things here and there with her in Tewksbury where she is like she does like the boy but she's trying to fight it so hard like okay I need to stay on track of like trying to find my mother and other things like all of that it lends to the storytelling I think with it's, this a, film. it's a good showcase for her I mean because she's, she's not done that much she's only been on literally like a couple tv guest appearances stranger things Godzilla King of the Monsters and this yes so it's I mean it's a good it's a good chance to kind of see what else she's capable of beyond being 11 or beyond being one of the many humans running around in a Godzilla movie. <laughs> right. And, like, for you, was it distracting at all as a fourth wall? Because I know I think for some people it can be, and it's... Can, or they're like, oh, it didn't work well in Enola Holmes. And- I could see it being that way, but I wasn't. I thought it lent a certain kind of style to the film as opposed to having you know voiceover narration mm-hmm. uh you use the i mean and the sure the guy the guy richie sherlock holmes dude i mean all the sherlock holmes is to some degree have some kind of because of because you're trying to kind of cinematically represent the way their minds work you want to kind of have some kind of comedic outer, expression comedic expression but also just kind of like an outer 
like a third party to kind of give you more of what's going on in their head. So it's generally going to be Sherlock Holmes, or in this case, Enola Holmes, talking what's going on in their mind right now. And, and you get that from this, and I think it's handled in a fun way. Right. I will mention that it's written by Jack Thorne, as I mentioned earlier, and it's and, the, and you have the director. I know they're both involved with... Um, uh, Fleabag, which is a British show that also relied heavily on like fourth wall breaking, and so they're certainly trying to like bring that aspect to this. And I think it works. I think it gives you a kind of you know something fun and quirky for this film series to kind of separate it out from other Sherlock Holmes movies or whatever. Now, you. you with your knowledge of film, like the breaking of fourth wall, like I know it's been a thing, uh-huh. but it, you saying like the writers and everything like being British, you said are they yeah, British? Yeah. So is it more of a I feel like it's something that's more British then, right? Because, like, even, like, The Office or something that's... I mean, I, fourth, fourth wall breaking isn't exclusively British. I, I, I do think that the... Is it the, done more with British films, <laughs> British TV shows? I can't say. Because with America Cinema, like, there are films that have the... There are plenty of films that break the fight. Break I mean, the, my, the key thing I keep thinking of is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where Matthew Broderick's yes. constantly talking to the camera in that movie. Oh, yes. I mean, that's I, the best. That's a good example. I, I don't think it's exclusively British to like have this sort of sensibility going on for a stylistic flourish. I think, mm-hmm. it, I think it just... Because it's, because it's like a non-contemporary character... I think that adds to why it seems more unique, right? Right. I don't. You don't generally see, you know, Victorian era characters looking to the camera and talking to right. them, right? That's true. Like, there's, I can churn my head and think of some example. But I mean, <laughs> it's not a typical thing, you know. It's generally like a contemporary person doing stuff. That's right? true. So. Well, it's just interesting to think about because, like, it you is. end up seeing people do discuss about like the fourth wall and how they don't really like it or it has to be someone who's really great at comedic timing with how they you know inform whatever they're trying to discuss to the viewer i think that opinion generally comes from people that have seen it and feel like it's been done better elsewhere so therefore they need to judge it against that version as opposed to just judging the film on merit of itself and i mm-hmm. think for me and you i think it seems like no that them choosing to do this worked for us yes no and i like i think it's fun like i do too it, be, There's a couple looks where she's like fighting someone or like something's happening and she doesn't say anything. She just looks at the camera. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's all you need. Uh, and again, that's just like more hooks just to keep you entertained. Like I was trying to say before, just like those little hooks, like the beginning. And then that's how the rest of the film gets played out. So I think it's... a. It's, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I think it... If you, because you you asked about it being exclusively British, I mean you can look at like Shakespeare, where there's a lot of obviously narration at times or what yes. have you, as far as how to kind of communicate some ideas or what have you that aren't being, and it, which is generally just characters monologuing to themselves or what have you. That is not. true. So I mean, I guess there you you probably can't establish there being some kind of through line that I'm try- directly to British to Britain literature, right? Because I'm trying to think of just like my own studies of like grad uh-huh. school and everything, like literature and i'm like it seems like it would like you're saying go back to shakespeare so that's why i'm i'm that's why i keep leaning towards of like this fourth wall mm-hmm. thing being leaning more of like something they handle and they can handle well whereas you don't really see it as often in american cinema like it is there like you mentioned with ferris bueller's day off and a few others oh, yeah, there's, there's plenty but of it's examples, not but like a as... consistent like mm-hmm. you're not getting like 
every two years or so like a movie that's breaking the fourth wall. yeah it's not a it's not a super high used kind of thing as opposed to recent examples that i know exist that yes are stemming from british areas right so. it's interesting isn't it yeah i think it's so. fun but i think it's i think it's just so much like that it did make me like laugh and i know i was hearing you kind of laugh every once in a while when we we're watching because it's it is engaging and and yeah but no so we get into the story then right and like we were saying how then she gets into the city and she's with the young boy and then I feel like some would be like, oh, it takes off track of the film because now she needs to try and save Tewksbury. But then she does get back on track with things. And and towards it's a, it's a good ending. I won't say what the ending is, but I think the ending is solid enough to what they have portrayed, you know, for us to view. And it's... What would you think? For that I, no, I agree. I mean, I, again, I, what I like is that the movie, it tells a well-rounded story where you get a sense of who Enola is from the beginning. You see her learn throughout, come to certain realizations and solve a mystery. And it gives it gives you enough for like you feel like she's accomplished something as a hero should do, as well as grown along the way and whatever that matters. And so as a result, you get an ending where it's like, OK, that's a solve of this mystery. I welcome seeing more if there are any at the same time it's a very it's a satisfying film right i think the only thing I it's a little long that's my only major thing it's see i um, i don't know was it i mean you didn't feel you? that it's fine if you didn't feel that way i don't I, know i was, like, like, I'm just I, trying I was to like, like it's two hours it's over two hours like okay that's a lot it's a lot if i could be like an hour and a half if i rewatched it and like i feel like and it kind of stems from my own like continued thought where it's like enola holmes i guess that's probably a pg family movie but no it's a pg-13 mystery movie it just happens to star a teenager like i get it it's like maybe it's just my own like what i'm bringing into it as far as what i'm expecting versus what i'm getting but no i think i mean it, it does what it does what it does it does the job it's trying to do quite well i think mm-hmm. and like so it does and i agree but i keep i keep thinking of just like again the mystery of it of like the cryptic clues if somehow maybe yeah if i needed more of that or if like they do end up creating more of these films will they have more of the the cryptic clues of like trying to really you know unscrabble what is going on because i kind of feel like with this like you get that like kind of sprinkled which is totally fine if like this is how you're gonna introduce something because you get that in the film and then like i was we said she goes off and then she meets the boy and then gets back on track of trying to find her mother but it's more of her just talking trying to figure out like i know what you're saying i mean that's not too unfamiliar to the holmes books either i mean there's a central mystery he's trying to solve and he'll find clues along the way but it's still a lot of him and watson just talking hanging out and and talking for a good deal of it i mean this movie i mean if anything i mean it's it's different from the and I know there's other I mean there's obviously the BBC series Sherlock with Benedict Timothy Carlton Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman and there's the the CBS series Elementary I know there's other Sherlock's of recent years but I mean if you want to talk about feature films those Sherlock films there's mysteries in them but they're very action packed movies action oriented movies this one I think tries to find a different sort of balance where there is action in it at the same time you do have her solving mysteries and you do have her having a whatever engagement you want to call the relationship she has with the boy um in addition to her brothers in addition to her mother so it's trying to do like i think a lot of it, things mm-hmm. which typically i mean it's the first film it's a if you want to call it an origin story right. it's that so it's kind of getting through all that area so if in a fall it's trying to 
make sure it touch bases from everything. Yeah, so in a second film, yes, you wouldn't necessarily have to do all of that because you've right. introduced it already. So yes, you could spend more time on her just like actually solving more mysteries in a row or something like that. So there's, right. there's room for that, I guess. Or no, like it doesn't have to be too overbearing of like cryptic sure. clues and everything. I just think just a little bit more I hear you. would be nice. Yeah, but I, when I, which I think would get out of the way because you don't have to introduce the origin of these characters over. Because I'm fine with all the talking. I understand. Yeah, I no, that. yeah, like, I that's fine. But I just think. And given the kind of the YA ness of the story, I mean, I feel like there's always yeah. going to be a a romantic element going on in there to some degree in addition to teenage drama whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it as far as her family goes and whatever else like that's just kind of a requirement for this kind of material and which is totally fine like i think like with the movie how you were saying how mycroft has this other view of things and like mm-hmm. and sherlock's kind of like kind of more kickback relaxed yeah like, he's more bohemian lem- yeah, he's <laughs> 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 Superman without the cape. <laughs> he's just like really relaxed and calm and just kind of like taking it all in. And he's just like very impressive. Like, oh, look at my young sister following in my footsteps and our footsteps of doing something like this. Whereas, and he's okay with her like being very, you know, educated and everything. Where Mycroft's like, that's fine too. Be educated, but also, you know, you need the gloves, you need the hat. And she ends up having herself like this thought of like that breaking of the wall thing where she's meets the boy. She's like, she says something like, Oh no, like this, no she, time for she, this. She acknowledges the fact that she finds him, that she's attracted. Yes. And, and it's, it's something new. And it's funny because that's the, I think what becomes a struggle sometimes. It's like, Oh, you can only be like, talk about like empowerment or something. Like you can only be this way. Like you can still be a strong female, but also, you know, be in love with the man or the boy. Like, she's in love. Like, getting interested with this boy. Yeah. Like, there's no harm there. Like, that's not wrong. And I think society is like, don't. Like, it's kind of making fun of that. Like, like don't get in track with this boy now. And then like, she makes fun of it, though. Because, like, she knows she's trying to find her mother of all things. Like, you know, she has, like, this already tunnel vision of, like, what she needs it's to It's digging into the fact that humans are complex. It's not about yes. doing just one thing. And that's why I think the ending's so nice, too, because it's just, like, you have to explore and he's just, like, there with his mother and his family, and I guess I won't say it, but, like, it's just a very nice mm-hmm. coming to a close because perhaps you can see both Enola and Tewksbury at some point as well, like, in one of the films. Like, they can... I'm sure that's part of the... He's also very smart. Like, mm-hmm. that's what shows in the film, too. Like, it's like, yeah, he probably, you know, you can laugh that he needs the saving or something, but, like, that he's over... That Enola's over there rescuing him, but he's also his own He has his own level of cleverness, yes. And cleverness as well. So I think it'd be neat that at some point that if they were to move forward, if they already have this idea where you have Enola still being the main character... But having like Tewksbury being like the Watson or something. Well, that's what they're. That's clearly what the dynamic's supposed to be. I mean, they're trying to mix it up a little bit, obviously, because they're teenagers and they're they're kind of into each other. Um, but it, I mean, it's yeah, it's less of a Sherlock and Watson where they're best friends for life and do everything, and more of a <laughs> like a like a thin like a thin man thing, like Nick and Nora, where they're they're they have they have a relationship together, but they're also solving a mystery. I mean, because it's like power couple like yeah, why not basically <laughs> it, i think that'd be fun it's like one of those things where you end up finding someone who's compatible to where you <laughs> are but you getting sidetracked <laughs> it's just the tennis balls moving back and forth so I'm gonna say. I, I mean i get i get what you're saying i mean 
from, from what I could expect, I mean, at a sequel, depending on how defined their relationship is, you just know they'll introduce, like, another, you know, another female character to kind of, like, potentially get in the way or something as I far see, as no, goes. they shouldn't do that. Like, that... But I won't be surprised if that does happen. Right. It has to be that melodrama, right? Yes. It'll create oh. some kind of triangle and... Event and you know she'll probably be the villain anyway, so it won't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> see, and that's where I'm like, I wouldn't want to see that in that direction, but like, I wouldn't want to see just because I've already spelled it out in my own head. So I was like, well, we don't like that's not a story I need because I already guessed the mist. I already guessed this finale. Oh my gosh! But I'd like to think it's smarter than that. Yes, I think so. Like, just seeing this already too, like this first one where it is a very smart film it's fun and mm-hmm. again it's adventurous so and colorful it's a very it colorful is, film it is especially in the countryside again with the flowers and like she goes up in the treehouse to try she's like trying to retrace the steps of where Tewksbury could be and, 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 you, and you got nice costuming and stuff you got all the things that yeah, require the production for, like, design yeah. and like the sets it's fun i like it yeah. that's it like you have henry cavill as sherlock and like that's fun casting at the same time guy's still built like a brick house so it's it's weird thinking like this is sherlock now this giant wall man that keeps walking at you (laughs) do you think would have been more interesting to have them swapped where sam coffin is is sherlock and then cavill is is mycroft i just i think I don't know where you put Cavill. It's just like the guy's so he's such he's a big man, <laughs> so and it very much shows to me. You can't really hide him in suits. Like, like what? That's why Fallout is so Mission Impossible Fallout. Sorry, Mission Colon Dash Impossible. Mission Colon Impossible Dash Fallout is ideal because it's like the guy's whole purpose is to be an unstoppable wall that punches things. Exactly. Like that makes yes. sense to me. That's yeah, true. that makes sense for Superman. Putting him as Sherlock Holmes as debonair, you know, mystery mystery solver. It's like, I mean, that's fun because he's a good actor but at the same time it's like god he's a slim and i know he has slimmed down since then but he could be slimmer (laughs) he's he's a a big man (laughs) oh my god (laughs) but no i think so do you think it would have been interesting to see him in in the mycroft role no because then it'd be weirder because mycroft's supposed to be like (laughs) the like mycroft's supposed to be more of a a housed person as opposed to Sherlock who gets out there in the grittiness and whatnot right. and solves the mysteries. Mycroft's, Mycroft's more of a, you know, he's the kind of guy that would judge Nola for not having a hat and gloves. <laughs> like, right. And so, like, you're saying, like, so it does work out because you well, think no, it, about it. It'd be weird. This is, we've got on this for. No. It, it'd be weird that, like, this, you know, <laughs> this muscle-bound man plays Mycroft Holmes and he's, like, criticizing people for being, right, okay. not being proper enough. So, no, they're good in their roles. And, like, you like can... when, when is he bench-pressing in between his, like, tea meetings and what have It's just like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, like, I feel... So then Henry Cavill is fine as Sherlock then because... If you think about saying, it, yeah, too, it's not bad casting. It's just, you're it's just, just, you're talking it just about I'm just, lo- I'm just looking at him thinking like, he sticks out. <laughs> that's, that's my main thought. But like you're saying, if it's nitty gritty, you know, London, he needs to defend himself. Yes, he could certainly, so. I, I believe that this is a version of Sherlock <laughs> that really punches things hard. <laughs> <laughs> so we can see eventually then like, you know, his own like. <laughs> Sherlock's movie, like how there was the Robert Downey Jr. ones, right? Yeah, but they're not gonna make a Sherlock movie focus on like, Henry. Cavill. No, but, but I, like, I, I like him. I like him just fine as a supporting role as Sherlock. <laughs> I'm just commenting on the fact that it's like if you put all these people together, you have Hanley Cravel standing there, and it's like, well, this guy's but he's been he's been working out in between mysteries. Apparently, <laughs> he's bench pressing Watson. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> It's so funny. Any other thoughts on Enola Holmes? I think that's a lot, right? Okay. Well, <laughs> we, we've already packed in 
the mystery of well, it all. Well, this movie is available on Netflix. Why don't you people yes. go and stream it? I would say stream it now. All right. It's, w- it's fun. It's, you know, fall now. You can cozy up with a blanket, some pumpkin spice. I, I, on, I would agree. As a, as, a, as a new release that's available now on Netflix, yeah, put it on the top of the queue. It's a fun movie to watch, and I think and, and pretty much anyone can watch it, too. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. I hope me review Nola Holmes. You're very welcome. It's really nice. It's The lights just turned on at the tennis court. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> you know, it's going to be getting dark soon. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, just, I feel like the sunset is a little bit later, but... Well, regardless, I just hope nice. this all sounds good enough for everybody as we record outside. But as we wrap up here, where can people find more of you online? So you can follow me on Twitter at right to recite And as you mentioned <laughs> a little bit earlier, you can also um, find me on right to recite It's my own blog. Mm-hmm. And I cover, of course, food because I really enjoy food. So I'll have some food reviews up there and perhaps a few film reviews every once in a while i haven't really got around to it i know i just kind of got it started in mm-hmm. may and then really decided to kind of kick it off more and share whatever i am writing mm-hmm. <laughs> no that's good and what else is in there you know because you kind of well, you have your poetry me. there's my po- yes yeah, some poetry if you're into poetry and perhaps another area of mention probably be focusing on like places to travel to because before covid aaron and i were like going i really like lighthouses so we're going to lighthouses so maybe that'll be my next post Mm -hmm. because it's something you can do social distance yeah (laughs) (laughs) drive up to like a coastline and just look at a lighthouse and so yeah that's about it and just just to be clear that's right to recite.wordpress.com oh yes yes thank you and then i'm also gonna just mention that the newport beach film festival Mm -hmm. has now gone (laughs) virtual Mm-hmm. And you, it starts October 1st to October 11th. And I have two programs that I would totally recommend purchasing tickets for. And they're titled Nature's Short Tales Docs. And the second program is Short Docs Under Tension. I've been with the festival about eight years now. And I really enjoy curating the programs for them. Only had the two this year, but it's okay. And... They're solid programs. I never <laughs> program of programs that are not solid. So it'll be, I think it's like $10 to purchase for a program. And so within that $10 purchase, you're, depending on the program, like one of my programs ended up being three films, but that's a whole nother story. But usually short programs are about three to five films. And so when you pay $10, you're getting an actual set of films yeah, to you. watch. And so, yeah, that. I'll put begins. that. I'll put those links in the show notes. But yeah, let's see how that goes virtually for the Newport Beach Film Festival. Yes, which is, of course, an interesting way to go about things. But I think it will work out just fine. Times and, call for it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of excited because, like, again, I just I really enjoy putting the films together. So, and kudos to the filmmakers who you know were able to get them in and everything. And this mm-hmm. roller coaster of like oh, the festival's going to be in-house at a theater. And then it's like, no, we're not doing the theater anymore because it's been a lot of back and forth. So here we are, October 1st to October 11th, and there will be a lot of short films and also feature-length films, everything 
there for you to choose from. All right. Well, again, I'll put the show, I'll put the link in the show notes, and uh, hopefully in the future we can talk about short films more on a, a longer basis. I know we, <laughs> we certainly talk about them off the podcast. It'd be nice <laughs> to put that on the onto the recording. But uh, you can find me all over the place at Wheel of Entertainment, uh, Wise of Blue, uh, occasionally at Variety. I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. You can find every episode of this podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can email us out now podcast gmail.com. You have all our socials out now. Facebook.com slash podcast, Twitter.com slash underscore podcast, and Instagram.com slash underscore podcast. Thank you once again, Anna, for joining me for this episode. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. For sure. Thank you. <laughs> and until next time, so long. And goodbye. his eye <laughs> and it's something like she's riding the bicycle mm-hmm. and she's like oh riding the bike is not my like her strong fit or something mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's that flinty it's like okay that was some of the trailer <laughs> wait for this big truck to drive by <laughs>